Welcome to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. I'm Josh Elledge, founder and CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We turn entrepreneurs into media celebrities, grow their authority, and help them build partnerships with top influencers. We believe that every person has a unique message that can positively impact the world. Stick around to the end of the show, where I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing daily inspiration podcasts on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. So with us right now, the founder CEO of Lead Crunch, Olin Hyde. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Josh. It's great to be here. And congratulations for hitting the Inc. 500 at number 35. That is some serious growth, my friend. Well, thank you very much. It was easy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and describe easy, by the way. You know, a lot of sleepless nights. Uh, you know, I think companies have two ways of, uh, of dying. You can starve to death or you can choke to death. Mm. And when you're starving to death, you get this euphoria because you always think tomorrow is going to be better. And you know you get this euphoric feeling when you've not eaten for about five or six days. But when you're choking, it's gasping for air. And we grew 7,200% in three years. Our very first year, we went from zero to 2 million in trailing 12 in the first year in business. Wow. Uh, that You break a lot of stuff along the way. And uh, I'm really proud of our team because the reason we were able to grow so fast, we just had a phenomenal team. Yeah. And, and that's, well, I was going to obviously, you know, kind of describe, you know, how does a company grow that quickly? What, yeah, I think, know, in terms of like team and, and obviously in order to do that too, uh, you need to source a lot of great clients. <laughs> yeah. You know, the, how you grow, you, you sell a lot of customers and uh, the customers have to be happy enough to keep coming back to buy. And I say happy enough because all of us could be better. Uh, you know, before the show, we were talking about, you know, that everybody, if they're really honest to themselves, has a lot of room for improvement. And I think uh, a lot of early stage companies worry too much about perfection. Mm. And the key to our success was sales-driven organization yeah. with calculated risks and the, uh, the acknowledgement, you know what? Not everything's going to be perfect, but we're going to go fast and we're going to fix it along the way. And you know, you know when you're growing that fast, uh, in the second year in business, we grew 360%. Mm. So we went from 2 million to about 8.4, 8.6 million. And that, all the systems break. Your accounting system breaks, uh, your <laughs> uh, demand gen system, everything you've thought you built uh, in the first year breaks in the second. And a very good friend of mine, uh, a guy that um, also runs a startup here in San Diego, said, Olin, it takes six months to build a system. I'm like, well, that's a problem because I'm doubling every four to five months. So I'm breaking things faster than I can build them. So you mm -hmm. actually have to have the foresight to say, okay, we're going to build ahead. We're going to build something that's can capable of five or six times what our volume is now. And that's how we got through the second year. And the third year... Uh, growth uh, was only 40% because we were changing management teams and we, we needed to, uh, the, the skills that get you to your first 10 million are a lot different than the skills that get you to say 30 or 40 or 50 million. Mm -hmm. And they were amazing people. Uh, we make the promise to every person that joins our team that Lead Crunch will be the most valuable stepping stone in your career. 
And I'm very proud of the alumni of our company that were with us early. And uh, a lot of them have gone on to start their own company and so forth. And now we have a, a much more seasoned management team uh-huh. uh, that have grown larger companies. And, uh, you know, th- so we're on the next chapter. We're, we're now wow. at the so-called growth stage. Yeah. Well, congratulations on all that. So, you know, obviously, you know, I've got, listen, I've got, I've got the founder CEO of Lead Crunch. Uh, obviously, we're going to talk about lead gen, need, yeah. lead nurturing. Um, and so... Can we start by talking about what's what do you see is gosh I want to talk about what's wrong with the typical company the typical sales team or the typical um you know company that's just struggling to try to grow but I also want to talk about what's wrong in kind of the lead gen or lead sales consulting kind of world um that that you've seen because there's a lot well, wrong <laughs> yeah there's a lot wrong we could we could spend years talking about what's wrong yeah the simple and easiest way to think about it, the fundamental problem in marketing, business-to-business marketing, is targeting. If you've yeah. picked the right targets to start with, everything else magically falls into place. And the evolution of B2B marketing is towards ever more precise targeting. The current state of the industry is in something called account-based marketing where a committee usually comprised of your product, your sales, and your marketing teams and executive team will get together and say, okay, these are the accounts we want to go after. And we're going to pour all of our resources onto these accounts. And the good news is it's no longer spray and pray. The bad news is developing the list of accounts that way is at best guesswork. Mm. What Lead Crunch does is takes the guesswork out of targeting. We're monitoring over 40 billion data points on over 10 million companies to detect the buying signals for why someone needs your product or service. And the way our technology works is it predicts how supply chains fit together. How does your company fit into another company's supply chain? And this is a radically different approach than what you would get from uh just trying to guess it, uh, or think of it as industry. One of the most broken things in B2B marketing is the so-called classification approach for industries and and headcount and so forth. What industry you're in is, first off, very difficult uh, to look up in a database. For example, what industry is Apple Computer in? Are they a retailer? Are they a phone company? Are they a software company? They make movies. Oh, wait, they're in television. They're all of that and a lot more. Right. And if you're trying to sell into Apple, you better know what part of Apple you're selling into yeah. and why you are differentiated from all of your competitors. Mm. And this is true for almost any company that's not in a commodity space. You know, and the commodity spaces, I'm thinking like Cargill Industries, where they're selling grain. Yeah. One uh, piece of corn is a lot like another piece of corn. But in B2B, usually it's a, your goal is to differentiate yourself from your competitors mm. and to find what audience loves your differentiation more than any other audience. And that's what our technology does. Mm. So, um, Olin, in terms of, you know, one thing I'm particularly curious about is um, trends, you know, maybe in consumer behavior or, you know, why is this particularly important to pay attention to what you're talking about? 
today, just in yeah. terms of like how people buy. The reason buying signals for B2B marketers is so important is we are doing for B2B marketing what Facebook and Google did for consumer marketing. Facebook replaced demographic targeting with psychographic targeting. Mm. In the old days of consumer marketing, you'd say, right. well, Josh wears a black, uh, uh, excuse me, uh, Josh is so old, he lives in a certain location, he's got kids. And, and they would, you know, you'd have cute, these cute little names like uh, Fast Riser. And you'd say, okay, that's a persona that we're going to market towards. Mm. Now, Facebook can say, okay, Josh wears a, a black t-shirt. He has these friends. He has these likes on Facebook. <laughs> we have a social graph and we have a preference graph for him. Yeah. And Josh looks exactly like Joe. And Joe bought a black t-shirt. Josh is going to buy another black t-shirt. And that's why Facebook ads convert so much higher than any other ads. Google's doing the same thing, except they're doing it not with a social network. They're doing it with search. Yeah. But now that, now that you know that Facebook and Google have captured 60, 70, 60, 65% of all consumer advertising because it works. Now you can see what's going to happen in B2B. The companies that crack buying signals, and there's more than just LeadCrunch doing it. Uh, one company that, that we kind of compete with and collaborate with is Bombora. They do something called intent-based marketing. Mm -hmm. uh, intent is one of many buying signals. Wow. Our technology can detect intent and also do a bunch of other stuff that, that intent can't do by itself. Yeah, All of these approaches have uh, pluses and minuses. Uh, but if you're not thinking about targeting as your first priority as a marketer, you're not thinking right. Mm. Uh, as a platform, is Lead Crunch primarily for larger enterprise level clients? We started off in the SMB space mm. and uh, for principally to increase our retention. A lot of times we would deliver to a customer and we'd literally overwhelm them. They would get too many, <laughs> they, they, they wouldn't know what to do with them. Mm. Uh, so we then pivoted into uh, the enterprise space. So we have uh, about 600 lifetime clients uh, that have been with us, uh, including all of the big tech players, Oracle, Microsoft, Google, uh, SAP. They're all, as they are all lead crunch customers. We're particularly strong in things like cybersecurity, which is a rapidly growing field. Yeah. Uh, but we've also, you know, in our early days, one of our first customers was a trucking company. Uh, we worked with garbage haulers. We worked with chemical manufacturers. So the technology will work for pretty much any industry. What we look for with the customers, we want our customers to be successful. And so we look for our customers to have marketing automation, such as Marketo, sales automation, such as Salesforce. We like to see them have at least 30, 40 people in their marketing department, so they have processes and systems. But most importantly, we look for our ideal customers measure results. Mm. If you don't know your conversion of marketing dollars into revenue, then you're probably not a good fit for us. We like analytical marketers. Yeah. Uh, they're our best customers. And the proof of that is our net revenue retention is 138%, which wow. is a gold standard. You know, we're, we're, we're higher than the trade desk. Yeah. Um, so in terms of like, I would imagine now, uh, Lead Crunch uses their own technology for for your own sales. I hope. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, it's it's funny how that works. Uh, and Absolutely. So t- so, so take me through like an app and, and I'm curious, like, again, you know, maybe a case scenario or how you use it. Like, what does it look like on a day-to-day basis? Yeah. So machines are only as smart as they are trained. So garbage in, garbage out. So what you mm-hmm. want to start with is ground truth. And the very first step is to feed our AI examples of real customers. So you take a list of who are your best customers. And if you're a big company, they're going to be seg- segmented into different product lines and groups. And every time you give it one of these best customer lists, which can be as few as 50 companies, it will generate a lookalike audience. So if you have uh, already picked out, here are the companies we want to go after in an account-based marketing list, feed it the ABM list, and it will come out with a lookalike to your ABM, which will show you what opportunities you're missing out on. There's no way a committee working with a database can come up with an exhaustive list of all of the opportunities. Just can't. Uh, For all kinds of reasons. Like you can't go to a database like Zoom Info and look up who are early adopters. Yeah. With our technology, you can. You can say, I want to find early adopters that have high communication needs, that have likely cybersecurity threats. Boom, you get a list of companies like that. And we show you how they're segmented. And so this technology allows companies to find out what they're missing out on, as well as how to segment their audiences so they can build the right content Mm -hmm. to reach the right person at the right time to get them on the buyer's journey. Yeah, very cool. Um, so, in terms of like now that you've had amazing growth, what do you do now? Are you do you do you do more of what you've been doing, or do you, do you find that you have to you have to change tactics now as you go? You know, now you know getting into eight figures and that so uh, and that sort of thing. Yeah, I, I I love the word maturing because as we mature, uh, I used to hate this word when I was in my twenties, but now that I'm in my fifties, I think maturing is a good thing because you get happier as you go along, mm-hmm. and that's true with our company. So we're at the stage of maturing into multiple product lines. Uh, one of the things we're doing right now is we're separating our targeting technology from our campaigns so that anyone can use it, and that's a new product that we'll be launching in the new year. It's called Amplify, and the idea is it amplifies your marketing dollars, uh, amplifies the return on your marketing dollars. And that tool, uh, you can actually go to leadcrunch.com and start to see the beginnings of it. Uh, There's actually some free AI tools for targeting that we provide on our website. Uh, And that's something where we're we're looking for those early adopters to give us feedback on it. So that will be one of the things we'll do in 2021. The other thing we'll do in 2021 is continue to improve our operational uh, performance. Uh, one of the things we're very proud of is that we've been very capital efficient. We are venture backed, uh, but unlike our other venture backed competitors, we really believe that a good company can grow responsibly at close to break even or slightly profitable. So that's kind of the way we think of it. So we do a lot of things around operational efficiency. And the side effect of that is, is that our quality goes up. Yeah. So, you know, one of the problems in B2B marketing is bad data. We know that when we deliver data to our customers, our customers find that it's at least 99.5% accurate. Mm-hmm. Compare that to some of the big database providers, which are only 70 to 80% accurate. 
So we really are fo- continue to focus on quality of delivery, making sure that our customers get the highest possible rate of return on their marketing dollars. Um, Olin, do you have any feel for, I, I, I feel like, you know, again, if if you can let people know, hey, this is the perfect person to talk to right now. Um, I, I wonder, do you do you have any guidance or like what what happens then? Or should they should your client pretty much know how to reach out in a way that's going to be effective? Yeah, it's kind of like the Glenn Gary Glenn Ross leads. <laughs> like, which ones? Oh, these are hot. You're going to you know you're there is no such thing as a hot lead if you're doing your job as a marketer. Yes, right. It's not. It, it takes time, it takes patience, but more importantly, you have to think in populations and distributions. Whereas salespeople think about individuals, yes, I am here to convert Josh into a sale. That's a salesperson's job. That's a lot different than a marketer, which is going out and saying, okay, I want to get this group of people interested in my product or service. So they raise their hands and they come forward. That's when they become a so-called hot lead. It is not our job to generate hot leads. It's our job to give the power to the marketer so that they can do their job to feed the sales funnel. And that starts with targeting the right audience, engaging the right audience, and having a process. That's one of the reasons why we like to work with larger marketing uh, organizations, you know, with at least 20 or 30 people in them. Mm -hmm. Because if you're a single shingle, one guy marketing operation, then yeah, it's really hard to separate the difference between sales and marketing. You need a process. And that's one of the reasons why we went to sell to, that's why we now sell to larger organizations. Yeah, for sure. Uh, And so, um, you know, again, someone's been listening to this. They're like, I am really interested. They're like, this makes a lot of sense. Where would be the first place they go? Like, uh, you know, obviously go to leadcrunch.com, but um, what should they look for? Like, is there some place they could start learning or what would you recommend for those first steps? Yeah, there is so many buttons on our website where you can contact us. So just go to website and hit the contact button or contact me on Twitter. I'm at Olin Hyde, O-L-I-N-H-Y-D-E. I'm also on LinkedIn. I'm probably one of the easiest guys in the world to find. We love to talk to marketers, B2B marketers. We love to get ideas that we can put into software. Um, I like to say when artificial intelligence works, we call it software. When it doesn't, we talk a lot about AI. So what we like to do is talk to a lot of people about their problems and what their challenges are so that we can go back and figure out how to incorporate it into our products and services. Very cool. All right, Olin Hyde, congratulations again. Number 35, America's fastest growing private companies for 2020. Uh, Congratulations on that. By by the way, I would imagine at has has the 2020 and uh you know the the, the changes that happened to global economies has that imp- do you think that there's that's impacted your business in a positive way both positive and negative yeah so the way you can think of our technology as a representational model of the economy where we're modeling out how these 10 million companies do business with each other mm-hmm. uh we were on plan for the first quarter until march uh, and beginning, for, we saw a clear drop yeah. First yeah. Week, after the first week of March. Uh, it dropped very hard in the second quarter for us. We basically lost a quarter. The second half of the year has been boom times for us. Yeah, it's been boom, boom, boom. I 
am cautious about that because I think that a lot of people in our economy are suffering and we need to have a lot of empathy towards them. A lot of small businesses are really struggling. Uh, a lot of tech companies are booming because now it's just accelerated every trend out there. I believe that in the long run, we are going to be a very big company uh, and that this is a bump in the road. Uh, We are seeing really strong indications that uh, the first and second quarter of next year are going to be very strong, strong uh, economic. We're going to start coming out of this. And next year could just be a phenomenal growth year for a lot of companies. That said, I know this is being recorded. (laughs) <laughs> and it's important to admit that I was completely wrong because I did not see the pandemic coming and I yeah. did not anticipate that we would have such a strong second half in the year. Wow. So the second half in the year this year is better, much better than expected. And we're growing at a tremendous rate right now. That's awesome. All right. Olin Hyde, CEO, founder of Lead Crunch on the web at leadcrunch.com. Olin, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks so much, Josh. Okay. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence. Each month, We scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Mm-hmm.